Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Wisdom Wednesdays. Today, I want to talk about plastics in our environment, specifically microplastics and nanoplastics, and what we can do about it. Now, plastic pollution, unless you've been living under a rock, you'll have heard that it is a massive global concern with increasing plastic consumption every single year. And it's not just the impact of plastic on the environment that lots of people will have heard of, but it's also um, these plastic particles that happens when the plastics degrade. So these microplastics and nanoplastics get into the environment, but it turns out that they also get into our bodies in amounts that we didn't really think um, previously. So microplastics were originally reported on in 2004, and the potential adverse effects on living organisms have recently attracted more and more attention. So it turns out that more than 8.3 billion tonnes of plastic has been produced by humans since the 1950s, almost 80% of which has ended up in dumps, landfills and the natural environment. And the problem is that plastics are very, very durable and very hard to break down, which is what makes them useful. Um, but it's practically impossible for it to degrade in the natural environment. And there's no organism that can naturally break down the chemical bonds, bonds in plastic. So every plastic item that isn't recycled merely breaks into smaller and smaller pieces over the course of its lifetime. So these resulting minuscule particles are called microplastics. And the definition of microplastics is less than five millimeters each. And they can be found pretty much everywhere in oceans, in soils. We find them now in human organs and um, the guts of fish and insects and even floating through the air. And they've even been found in the Mariana Trench, which is the deepest part of the ocean um, in the Pacific. And it turns out that animals are also consuming um, these microplastics. Now, the chemicals in microplastics have got massive consequences for humans, um, and they have health impacts that include developmental issues, reproductive issues, and hormonal problems. So many of you will have heard of BPA and phytolates, and they're the most common endocrine disruptors that can impact with fetal development and cause hormone-related cancers. Um, but it's not just these microplastics that are issues. It turns out that things called nanoplastics are as bad, if not even worse. So it turns out that these microplastics, um, that isn't the end of the degradation. They continue to degrade to what's called nanoplastics. And these measure um, from one nanometer to one micrometer, um, which is ridiculously small. Uh, and it turns out that there is the possibility of these nanoplastics crossing biological barriers and entering into biological systems such as, as the human body. And it's been shown that they can now cross the blood-brain barrier and enter into our cells where they will potentially create toxicity. So a study published just this month in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences used a new technique called stimulated Raman scattering to look at nanoplastics in normal bottled water 
um, to give us a prototype for real life. And what they found um, was that there were a number of different plastic particles with sizes down to 100 to 200 nanometers. And they successfully detected and identified nanoplastics from major plastic types. So they were estimated um, in this study to be at uh, thousands, orders of magnitude, so thousands of times more than the microplastic abundance um, previously reported in bottled water. So turns out that it's not just the microplastics that we knew about, but it's these nanoplastics that are causing issues. And so recent research has shown that both microplastics and these nanoplastics impact upon the health of our cells. And as I said earlier, they can even cross the blood-brain barrier. And other studies have shown that they negatively impact for fertility and hormones. So it turns out that aside from bottled water or drinks from other plastic bottles, recent research has shown that both micro and nanoplastics are also present in, in food packaging, particularly anything that's coming obviously in plastic packaging or cling film, but also tea bag packaging, which is a bit of a shock for me, those little, little tea bag packets, um, because I'm a big tea drinker, um, table salt um, and air pollution and it turns out especially if you live near roads because they've recently found that nanoplastics are released from car tires when they're when they're actually going across the road and then there's a whole heap of micro nanoplastics in a whole range of skincare products everything from soaps to shampoos to makeup moisturizers hair products and um, sunscreen and also non-organic clothing products and then it turns out that washing clothes um, will actually um, release some microplastics. And it turns out it's even worse to dry your clothes in a clothes dryer. So what can we do about this is the big question. So other than removing yourself from normal life, um, there are a number of things that you can do. Some are easier than others. Some require a bit more money than others, but here's a list that is in no particular order. So, so firstly, um, when you're buying new clothes, is try to make sure that they are from organic materials such as cotton, linen, linen wool, silk, or hemp rather than these polyesters. And then when you're washing your clothes or drying them, particularly use these laundry balls, which tend to keep the microfibers from breaking off. And, and rather than using a clothes dryer, if you can, um, air dry your clothes. Then one obvious one is avoiding single-use plastics as much as you can, and then try to minimize plastic products with the numbers three, six, and seven. So you will see them there about recycling. So those ones are the ones that are much harder to recycle, um, and they tend to break down much more. So avoid those numbers three, six, and seven where possible. Obviously, then when drinking your water, um, make sure that you drink out of a glass bottle or a stainless steel bottle rather than, than plastic bottles. And there's a huge amount of water and soft drinks that are consumed in these plastic bottles. And a big one for me and people like me who are tea drinkers is use loose leaf tea rather than tea in those individual tea bags. 
And then uh, when it comes to personal care, using more natural soaps and deodorants, and moisturizers, I'll tell anybody who will listen to me that I tend to use olive oil as extra virgin olive oil as a moisturizer. And then other cosmetic products, just avoiding things um, with ingredients such as, uh, you'll see it abbreviated as P-E-P-P-P-T-E or P-M-M-A. And then another massive one that that not many people in the UK do, but I find lots of Aussies do this, is never, ever, ever microwave your food in plastic containers. That is just bonkers to do that. And then a couple of other things that you can do is regularly dust and vacuum your house. And then if you can afford it, get yourself an air filter that removes microplastics. So there we go. That's about plastics, uh, microplastics, nanoplastics. Obviously, we're not going to be able to avoid them completely, but just being aware of all of the different sources of them and doing what you can to minimize that will um, certainly have a positive impact on your health. That's it for this week. Catch you next time.